Truth Revolution Records podcast. I'm here with none other than Ray McMorn, all the way here from Japan. We're actually at the Truth Revolution Studios this time, and not at a Starbucks in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also here with um, bassist extraordinaire Lucas Curtis. Ooh. That's right. He makes me put that in there. Actually, <laughs> I wrote the. I wrote the. Yeah, yeah, the introduction. Um, we're actually here to talk about Ray McMorn's new recording. Ray Mac, everything about it. Um, we went through some name changes, <laughs> cover changes. Uh, I mean, the music stayed the same, but everything else kind of changed around it to release this record. Not only here in um, uh, U.S., but he's also going to be bringing it back with him to Japan and releasing it there as well. So, I mean, get ready for that. Um, hopefully, I think we do have some subscribers in Japan. So. Hopefully, them when they listen to this, they'll know that it's out. But uh, Ray, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate you. And um, also, Lucas, thanks for being in the studio. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, you know it. So tell me, tell me. Uh, let's talk about the CD, Ray Mac. What were you trying to do with it? Um, I know we discussed some of that stuff before, but um, now that we kind of have it all on paper, and I have the one sheet in front of me, and also the press release. <laughs> which was done none other you know done by none other than um the great writer um thomas penna who has um uh jazz de la pena.com great website that promotes jazz and latin jazz and all that stuff great writer and um he put something really good uh together for you and um there's a lot of information on here um about your record but um i remember when i was reading it and so many memories that came up because for those of you that don't know I grew up, I sort of grew up with Ray in Hartford, Windsor area, and um, we went to school together. More, more. Uh, what I mean by school together is we learned music together, yeah. and we also had a band together, and um, also we had a lot of the same friends. So I noticed some of the songs on here right away, um, the song dedicated to Andy, yeah. my cat, and um, the, the stuff for your son and things like that, I think, um, were really important. Uh, pieces to this recording so it's kind of like a really personal recording and i wanted you to speak on that and and you know just tell us a little bit about um some of these tracks like you can even um let's start with uh genki's groove okay well b basically genki's groove um I'm trying to remember when he was when he couldn't even walk he was still like just a few months old but when i when i checked him out when he was doing this thing you know just chilling on the floor he kind of right. had a, he had a, a, a vibe and one day I was uh, working. I was actually teaching English, you know, and yeah. 
in the middle of teaching the lesson, all of a sudden this melody just came in my head. And you know, it's like the worst time for any kind of music to come on you because <laughs> you can't write it down. You can't be like, excuse me. But later that night, I, you know, it, I still had it. Yeah. So, and when I heard the music, I saw my son's vision in my head. So right away, Genki's groove. I figured that was. That's how that cool. I love him. that tune too. And you know, it's 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 a really high energy piece. And he's a real high energy kid. You know, he he's wonderful. He's a sweetheart. But when he gets going, he's nothing but. And and his name, yeah, the yeah. name Genki means energy, energetic, powerful. All those things in Japanese. Right. So. Right. Perfect. He, he takes on his name. Yep. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yeah, and he's getting so big. I mean, they all they all get big. Nukez has a new baby now, so yep. it's kind of like I know he relates to that sort of stuff. I think they. I think Warren Evans wrote a song um, for Zenny. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually a great tune. But um, yes, and then you also have for my brother Andy. Yep. For my brother Andy is is special because. Andy, for those of you who don't know who Andy is, Andrew Breskin, we grew up together. We um, went to, we didn't go to the same high school, but we competed against each other in marching band. Right. And I met him, and we started hanging out, and we we played. You know, we would jam together. We had a lot of the same influences. We loved Charlie Parker, Sonny Rollins, of course, Jackie McLean, and um, he really loves to play the blues and yeah. rhythm changes. So yeah, man. That's like his his strongest thing. So for his birthday, some years back, I wrote the piece. But you know, just as a joke, I put it in one of the hardest keys to play in B B major, and I put a lot of I put a few different um, alternate chords on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. just to mess with it, and make it a little bit more challenging. So the actually before this recording was released, I had actually recorded it some years back. And actually, Zakai, mm -hmm. if you remember, you're on that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh. So basically, and Andy was like, "Well, you know, when it's my turn to solo, can I put it in B flat?" But I was like, "Hell no, <laughs> no. no." So we, you know, but um, on, on this recording, I actually I I overdubbed myself on the melody. Yep. Yeah, because I love that too. Yeah, yeah that's killing. Well, I'm surprised not you. too many people thought of that type of thing before, but it does take an original mind to make something like that happen. I mean, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, when you get the record, um, just Go to uh, for my brother Andy, and you'll see what I'm talking about. There's, there's one other thing I, I want to say about the, the the melody line in it. A lot of cats don't catch it, but the 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 line I actually took it from one of the greatest tenor players, Don Bias. He mm -hmm. he he often plays this line where he'll put the cycle of fourths over a certain tune, like um, Sweet Georgia Brown or something right. at the end. And I took the line and I harmonized the line, and then after that. The other stuff that I wrote is a, is a mixture of different things. Right, right. But the main uh, inspiration was from Don Bias. Ah, yeah. that's the cat. Mm. A lot of, not a lot yeah. of people checked him out either. Yep. It pre predates uh, Charlie Parker. Yep. Yeah, man. And um, and it was a few I wanted to ask about, and definitely on the air, but we can get to that um, a little later. Right okay. now, I just wanted to ask Luquez, because he just sat back down. <laughs> Wait, when are you writing a tune for Zenny? Because Oren has the tune for Zenny. I already got one. I got one. Oh, you do? Yeah, I played it already. <laughs> I haven't recorded it yet, but I played it. Uh, it's hanging in a room. You ain't see it? Oh, come no. on, man. Yeah, you got to get it out, man. What's going on? No, no, this is coming. It's coming. You got to put it on to one of her dances. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's actually called... Uh, uh, Dancing B, for oh, okay. name is B. So right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. 
Yeah, man, because he because he has Genki's groove. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. What what's um. Komuro Blues because oh. man that's that's another record I don't know if you get you know I know Luke has heard it but um, for just to explain a little bit that's just drums and tenor and I know sometimes for some people that can get a little overbearing but it is killing that track is one of my favorite tracks oh thank you I love that track but go ahead and explain you know the title and you know why why didn't you do it with quartet why just do it um duo okay well Komuro Blues um Dates back to, let me see, when I first moved to Japan in 2005, I was teaching English for like the first nine years. And there's a, uh, I, I live in Chiba Prefecture. It's like right next to, it's like uh, same relationship as New York and New Jersey. They're right next to each other. Right. And in Chiba, like in, uh, in the countryside, there's a small little town called Komuro. Mm-hmm. So, I would te- I would teach the you know every morning and when I was on, when I was on break I would ask the music teacher let me use the room and I would go up there and I and I got in the habit of practicing blues in 12 keys I would just go up walk around the room and just play to the keys and one day I just started hearing this melody I was trying to think of for some reason I, I was feeling nostalgic and remembering like Hartford type of language thinking about mm-hmm. you know uh, J Mac thinking about playing with Desron and all the guys and I started hearing this melody and I just kept playing it over and over and then the, that's how I wrote the melody and then I played it on the gig a few times I had, I had actually played it in Japan numerous times with the quartet and one of my favorite and one of one of the players who has influenced me very greatly is uh, Abraham Burton another disciple of Jackie McLean. And when I was still a student at the Hart School, he came and did a clinic with, with Eric McPherson. Right. And it was, you know, we always hear Coltrane and, and Elvin doing it on the records, but I really never, I had never seen anybody do it in person. So that blew me away. Hmm. You know, I've seen Chris Potter do like the, the unaccompanied, uh, like, Playing, playing a tune by himself with no rhythm section right. and staying in time and keeping that. But I had never seen anybody do the drums and the sax. So when I saw Abe and Eric do that, it, it really hit me and I felt I want to do that. Right. So I, I started getting into practice because to, to be honest, when I, was, when I was going to the hard school and I used to play with all, all our peers, they would, in the middle of the tune, they would lay out and I, but you know, I didn't want it to happen mm-hmm. back then because I wasn't, I wasn't ready. <laughs> but no, 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 come back in, come back in. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys leaving me out? But, you know, as I started studying more harmonically, I started realizing I could get to more things if I didn't have the bass or the, or the piano, just me and the drums. And I came to like that very much. So I thought to be different, just record the song with, with just me and, and Curtis. Right. And I, you know, he... He's really good at supporting me when I, you know, do that kind of thing. So, right, and and it it does have a Hartford sound. You had mentioned that. I think we've talked about that before. I've talked about it with so many other people, but there's a specific thing in Hartford that um, definitely I feel is coming out of Jackie McLean just being there and mm-hmm. the influence that he had on all of us yeah. um, piano players. You know, you have the the line of you know Steve Davis and Alan Palmer, the different instruments that were. Mm-hmm 
actually in, you know directly involved with Jack McLean and then Nat Reeves Nat Reeves and then they're connected with us mm-hmm. because those were our teachers or our mentors and things like that yeah. so I mean that sound is extremely important I feel you know having that bebop you know influence and then you and then you have the bass players with Desron Lucas etc cetera, right. et cetera. yeah but um I don't know I kind of want to get somebody else's take on what that actually is so I mean I'll let's let's bring Lucas in on that yeah uh, well you know it's it's um like you said I think that the J-Mac uh um influence on all of us you know us be going to artist collective early just being around the music um even the hard bop you know we would check out his stuff you know, to figure out who he actually was. So we would, you know, um, get cop all. We all know all his records, you know. Yep. You know, and right. we have studied what live at the, the Vanguard. Uh, I mean, the Blue Note, mm-hmm. like how many times, you know, that, right. that you know, those, that's the classic record that we all used to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know. And then just being around each other also, being around in, this, in the same scene, going to heart all the time, hanging with you, Ray, hanging with, you know, guys, Dan Voss, and, yeah, uh, Dan. <laughs> um, you know, Andy, just all, all the guys that were around. I think that that kind of helped us develop something that, you know, even, you know, relationships and also musically just a sound that, that we, you know, were comfortable with each other, you know, with the force or just, you know, there's certain Jackie phrases that, yeah. you know, that, that, that we, you know, may have came somewhere from somewhere else, but we learned it from Jackie, you know, that yep. was the, the, who passed it on to us. The source, the source. Yeah. What we do is um, we're going to, man, let's get a track. We're going to play a track and then we'll come back um, and do the second segment of this. Um, but out of the tracks that you have, um, I think our, our single was All of a Sudden. Right. Um, which one would you like to present right now on the podcast? Um, it could be the single. I mean, this is for people that haven't heard it and people that have heard it, I'm pretty sure would want to hear it again. So, Sure. Well, well, yeah, why don't we do all of a sudden? Why not? All right, here's all of a sudden. We'll be right back.
thanks for sticking with us i hope you enjoyed all of a sudden and um, we're back here at the truth revolution podcast with ray mcmorn lucas curtis talking about his new release ray mac before we get into um the second part of the second segment the first part i want to discuss the title and your nickname um, which I think is an important part of that because a lot of us know you as Ray Mac and that's what we call you. And um, some people might not know that make that connection for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, man. So well, it's all you. Okay. So yeah, uh, as all of you know, or if you don't know, my full name is Raymond McMorrin. And, you know, going to the hard school, going to being there and, being under the wing of Jackie McLean, you know his name was Jackie McLean. People called him J Mac, and back in the day, people from his generation—I mean, we st- of course we still do it—but people from his generation, especially jazz musicians, tended to give everybody a nickname. You know, right? And J- uh, Professor Dr. McLean had a habit of giving all the students nicknames if he could find one. If he looked at you and saw something that stuck out at him he'd give you a nickname right away so one I mean it wasn't right away for me but one day he's just like yeah man I got a name for you I'm gonna call you Ray Mac I'm like, uh, and that that hit me pretty hard you know because I know you know Eric McPherson he's Emac so it's like uh, it's like a, a king came and put the sword on your shoulder and dubbed yep. you you know yeah. so it's, it's pretty heavy <laughs> it, is, it is it is it's, it's super heavy but you know, and it's it's kind of a it's a it's a small thing, but the spelling, you know, J Mac is spelled J M A C, right? And normally Ray Mac would be R A Y M A C, but maybe it's a it's a visual thing. I put C K. Right. Just it's 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 a it's a just a different way I wanted to do it. I think it looks more symmetrical when you write it out, right? And especially if you put the logo, it, it looks right killing with the with the K on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. But yeah, anyway, so a lot of people got used to calling me that, and I got used to being called that. And and that's your publishing company too, right? Yes, Ray Mac Publishing. That's right. That's right. We're talking about independent artists, independent publishing companies. That's how we do. Yep. Mine actually started, my, mine is Truth Revolution. That's my publishing company. Right. And I started it um, before I even started Truth Revolution Records. In fact, mm-hmm. um, when I first started writing, I came here 2005, um, to New York, and before that, I think I just I just got it the that month or the first couple of months I was in New mm-hmm. York. I went to the town hall. That was when you had to actually walk to the town hall, <laughs> and I went there and waited in line. I submitted um, my my name. I think I went online and submitted the name, and I got the paperwork and et cetera, et cetera. And it ended up being Truth Revolution Publishing. And this was before I even thought that we were going to release records. Mm-hmm. So when I started releasing the records, um, I, I guess I was a bit confused on what to do at the beginning so it was my publishing company i was just doing my music mm-hmm. and then um when we start when me and lucas started uh releasing um you know chris allen's record i think was next giovanni's mm-hmm. record mm-hmm. um we had to make a record label and that's kind of when we made the record label we were actually just planning on releasing our own records and people with us so we kind of made truth Re- we took that name <clears throat> and uh called it Truth Revolution Records, but it wasn't meant to be like a permanent situation. <laughs> and it just ended up being a permanent situation, but that name wasn't meant to be a record label, it was meant to be um, a publishing company. So that was, you know, that's that story of my publishing company. 
Let's do Kansas Population Company. Kez Base. I just took the last, the last the <laughs> syllable. That's yeah. right. I but, no but story. I just had to start one. But it's symmetrical. 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 Keeping it even. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so in the second section, you know, of you know, that's the, what I wanted to talk about is, you know, let people know about that and, uh, you know, how important that is to have those type of I don't have a nickname yet. I don't know if Lucas has a nickname. Do you have a nickname? Not that I know. People that's might right. call me stuff. Yeah, people call, definitely call me stuff. Say <laughs> <laughs> that right now. But, um, you know. That's, that's important, man. I think that's great to have that relationship with Jack McLean. I know you're close, and we could probably come back and talk about that. Yeah. Um, but and 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 how important Jackie was to Hartford, but not just on the jazz side, mm-hmm. also on the Latin jazz side. And this is something that everybody has to understand. Mm. Me and Lucas probably wouldn't be playing Latin jazz the way we do if it wasn't for the encouragement and the 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 um, platform that Jackie McLean provided for exposure. us. Exposure. Yeah, yeah, the exposure. Yeah. Also with the Artist Collective because we probably spent more time in the Artist Collective than any other um, school. Hmm. Definitely we did. And they were really encouraging yeah. about, you know, doing some stuff in the Latin jazz. Not not just with us. I mean, even um, before we kind of started our studies, we were there at the big band. Um, I was, I was still percussion. We, yeah, yeah, he was playing percussion. I wasn't even playing piano in the big band. I was just sitting there watching Mary Davis mm. was actually playing. Wow. And then um, that was when Alan Palmer was running it. Steve was there. I mean, all these cats were there in the band. Mm-hmm. Ron Sutton. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was killing. <laughs> it was killing. So I mean, the it, it was deep. He was deep. He was very important. And I think he opened it up for a lot of other people to come to Hartford. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, I, and I noticed one of your, uh, he, I mean, he, he writes the, um, the liner notes to your record is Steve Davis. And right. Steve is a very important part to Hartford as well. And, and I mean, I know he means uh, a lot to all of us. Yeah. But um, t- tell me um, some about your relationship with Steve. Well, Steve, I met Steve for the first time in 1997. I was, I was uh, uh, an assistant teacher at the Litchfield Jazz Camp. It was, I think it was the second, the second year they, they had just started that. And I met Steve, he, him and Mike DeRubo, I think Mary Davis too. They, they were like the main teachers and me. Were we there? We might have been there. You not, not guys really. were not there. Oh. So it, it was, it might have been the third year. Yeah, you guys were there after. But anyway, I, on Jimmy Green, Jimmy Green was there. Mm-hmm. And so basically, uh, I got to meet Steve that way. Right. And he... He got to know me as a person. He got to know my playing. And after that, I went to school in Philly. I went to school at the University of the Arts for two years. And then I came back in 1999. And then I got mm-hmm. to know Steve. Uh, uh, actually, before I transferred, I saw Steve in Philly. He came with Chick, Chick Korea. What year is this? Do you know? It might have been... 98 it probably was 98 like and I talked to him backstage and you know I, I mentioned how I was interested in coming back and he, he was really encouraging and so basically when I came to the school he was really instrumental in opening a lot of things for me of course he was like my ensemble coach and uh, while I was still in school he would do a, a weekly jam session at Kenny's right on Lawrence Street downtown Harvard mm-hmm. but now it's called Red Rock but I would go there 
I wasn't on a gig at all, mm-hmm. but I went there. I put on a suit. I went there, and I was ready to play. Like whenever he was gonna call me up, I was just ready. And right. it turned into, you know, Ray, make sure you're there at this time. And I, and it became a gig, you know. And we and he would put tunes on the stand, new tunes, right. in concert key. I didn't know nothing about reading the concert key until I started doing that gig with Steve. Right. And I learned how to read charts and concert key to the point where I didn't even want B flat part. But right. Now, but now right. I'm back to the B flat because I'm doing big band now every day oh, yeah. in, in <laughs> Japan. So now I can do both, but yeah. That's what's up. So, and then I, I remember that spot. We used to go there a lot. Um, yeah. And Steve, Steve was also there for us too, man. Um, and then that, so you, you're talking 98. Um, you started playing with us in like 99, right? Or 2000? 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. In the beginning of 2000. Then we went to Cuba in That's December 2000. Yep. Right, right. Because yep. I remember that. You you almost didn't come back. There was a few guys that just almost stayed out there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that was killing, man. I, I mean, we had so much fun. Um, we used to, Where are you originally from, right? I'm originally from... Well, I was born in Norwalk, Connecticut. Okay. So I'm, I'm I'm from Connecticut. My my mother is from Jamaica, and my father's parents are from Jamaica. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because yeah, I, 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 so so you, um, that's all I was wondering. I wasn't sure what what part of Connecticut you actually were from, and I mean, we linked up because you went to Heart, and that's when Damien, right? You started playing with Damien. Yep. Or Damien started playing with you. Were you guys playing well, together? Together, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um. Then when we heard Ray, we were like, "Man, we need a tenor player. Can you play with us?" And Ray, <laughs> man, jumped on board and was killing. I mean, we had so much fun. We went to California. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Delaware. Yep. Went to that's right. We did. Uh, <laughs> that might have been the first. Brown. That was might have been the first festival we did. That was the first one. Oh, it was, was it Delaware, really? Yeah. Wow. Delaware. Yep. The Clifford Brown, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was. It was, it was like an off. Sh- it was a Clifford Brown festival, but, but we, we were, were on a corner. We were yeah, like, we were on like <laughs> in the corner. We were like in front of a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up, though. That was when um, Zach who, had just joined a band. That's right. Was Was Jose still there? Uh, no, I don't think Jose, but but Erica was still there. I think we had two altos. Was Camilo? Uh, Camilo. Was, Camilo. Was yeah, there, yeah, yeah, that's right. Camilo. That's right. And Gustavo. Gustavo. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That was the band, man. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to do a, a insight reunion here in the basement. I've been trying to organize that. Yeah, at some point, hopefully. Yeah, we're going to do it here. But I mean, nice. we'll, ha- we'll have to <laughs> Skype We'll Skype them. We'll Skype them, man. But um, yeah, I basically, um, that was great, man. We, we did, um, then we did a record yep. called Latin Flavor. No, wasn't yeah. it called Insight? Insight. Sorry, oh. it was called Insight. All right, so just everybody, now that I let the cat out the bag, Latin Flavor was our kid band before yeah. Insight. <laughs> <laughs> that that can be that that somehow embarrassingly uh, got confused and printed in all the newspapers in Cuba as uh, we were la- the Latin Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was so bad. <laughs> it was killing, man. They were like, <laughs> and here the first time and we in all Cuba, have different colored shirts on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was, it was oh pretty hilarious. Um, but funny. I mean, we we you know we immediately dropped that name <laughs> shortly after, very shortly, and um, became insight. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Nelson came up with that name, right? No, Nelson came up with Latin Flavor. Yeah, I don't remember who came up with Insight. No, so, we did. We named it after Bill Fitch's song. Yeah, but who who did that? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But we anyway, we we it went through a few transitions and then we became Insight, 
and started writing our own music and presenting our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I wrote a song for Ray called Ray Day, <laughs> <laughs> which was Ray's funny because because Ray, Ray used to have these outbursts, right? He's, oh, if, if, if it was a bad day, I mean, it, everybody knew it was a bad day. <laughs> reeds, reeds were flying. Yeah, reeds were flying. Oh, things were kicked. <laughs> everybody was scurrying <laughs> and so we would nobody call those safe. days yeah nobody was safe oh, we would Lord. call those days Ray Days yep. and it, it was killing. so we wrote a song about it and it was it, we had a lot of fun and then we went to California we did a, were you on a second tour with us to California we did two no I Frank okay Frank, Frank did the second yeah. one with us so the one that we went out there we did um, that was the one where um, Linda Waskow mm-hmm brought us out mm -hmm. right and then we ended up doing uh sonoma and we did kumba and Kumba. we did we did the other spot we did a few killing spots man I, I feel like i did the san jose jazz festival twice with you mm. um that's possible that's yeah, yeah, yeah i think we did i think we did it yep yeah yep, yeah yep. that was great man that was like that was a lot of fun i wish we could do it you know all the time but you know stuff gets rough and that was a large band we were doing eight pieces mm -hmm. yeah. something like seven or eight pieces standing in the house remember we said right that? right yeah we, yeah we made no money yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> on both of those but you know by the time we got to doing it with the quartet and we kind of did the third or fourth tour or the third or fourth things that we were doing i think we did a, th a third tour with just quartet yeah yeah, yeah so it, a fourth one then we were okay. three other times. And I think like we started to make money. It, it takes a little while. It, there's a process to that. Like yeah. you learn how to do it. Um, number one, that's the first thing. You're gonna lose a lot of money. And the second time, you kind of figure out a way to break even. And then the third time, you kind of figure out a way how to make money. Mm -hmm. You know. And I think our way was just like less people. Figuring out what a quartet, man. That was it, well, that was well, fun too. We were visit at some point. We just gotta. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Get well, we, we then we did a, a a revisit of Insight, which is um, we did another side of Insight where um, Natalie Fernandez, a singer, mm -hmm. um, we invited her to sing with us, and we collaborated on um, some music, and we have a tango slash Latin jazz record, um, and I had to change up. Notice there's no tenor on there. Mm -hmm. it's trombone because it had to be a little we, we wanted to make it a little more salsa right you know oriented and things like that and so we brought the trombone on um instead but it's still you know the chord me richie lucas um right. ray is there oh, everybody from inside is on the record it's just um we had to grab a trombone um you know instead but of that so when you say ray ronaldo right? yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Other just, just so the listeners don't get confused <laughs> yeah 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 king of jesus yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so i mean we we ended up having um a great time doing that project but we could we it was too big to bring anywhere we did a few gigs but it was too big you know obviously but um yeah, ray ray was taken off too around that um around that point too at toward the end right oh, right me? Yep, yeah. yep 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 i remember that it just yeah we did the um the aspen jazz camp that's right just before i took yep. off right that was which, like the last the last thing i did with y'all which was, was killing killin', yeah, it was great was, and, and i mean everybody was there that I, I met but you know i i work now with um uh what's my oh you no no i don't know if you saw him but uh donald harrison with joe dyson and max moran yeah, yeah. and did you see max yeah I, I, I saw max yeah he i mean max was yeah. a little kid there yeah he was a little kid yeah and, and then i was, saw you guys in japan yeah 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 so he's been killing yeah. it man so i mean that's the, those people that you meet there i mean they kind of come back eddie, into your life well i got to really hang with eddie there that's, that's right that's, mm -hmm. the first. that's the first time i met eddie yeah. like we, we met eddie him when Palmieri we were kids yeah, yeah eddie yeah. palmieri 
we met him when we were kids, but never like, you know, personally. Yeah, yeah. You know? this is the first musical experience we had with him. Right, 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 right which was great. And, um, now, and now it's okay, he's, he's me mentoring. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's my mentor now, and um, I'm, I'm the water boy for the band, <laughs> happily, <laughs> happily so, and um, do whatever they need. Um, and we, really, we recently did the, um, the Harlem River Drive Revisited project. So I was in the park. That was great. It's unbelievable. It's amazing to be in the presence of you know that type of greatness. And as you know, with Jackie McLean, you know it's yeah. one one. There's only a few of them. You know. How old is Eddie now? He turns eighty this year. Wow. Yeah. He, he looks good too. Yeah. He's yeah. still kicking energy. hard. No, energy definitely kicking. Right. That definitely kicking. <laughs> so t so um, before we take our next break, break. Um, tell me about your shows. So we have, uh, I mean, how many shows did, do we have lined up for you? Okay, you want me to start with the shows that already happened or from, from now? Yeah, actually, tell us about, you just had your show at... Um, Smalls. Well, I, well I, had the, I had the main show on the 27th at um, Black Eyed Saddles right. in Hartford. That was a CD release so, in so Hartford. That was a CD release in Hartford. It, we had a little mishap, you know, pianists couldn't show up for whatever reason which uh -huh. is fine th th those kind of things happen right especially right. in jazz <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we're improvisers on many different levels yeah, it, it was it feet. was amazing I, I loved it. it a lot of people came out to support my whole family came yeah and my kids they were there i had the youngest he was about to walk up on stage <laughs> and it, it was great i actually had a a, a couple of people at my gig yesterday mm -hmm. that came up to me and were like man we were at ray's show i was like how what they were like it was amazing <laughs> yeah they absolutely and jen yeah, was on yeah piano. So, so jen allen came in on piano at the last minute and she tore it up yeah that's everybody man, she sounded beautiful <laughs> i hadn't I've, i hadn't heard her in years i mean we we all grew up playing yep, with her yep. and, and chris allen and, and we knew she was amazing then but man Maybe it's because she's a mom now. You never know. People say when you, you become a parent, it makes your playing deeper for mm -hmm. whatever reason. But I, I could definitely feel and hear that with her. Yeah, I love her playing. Yeah. And then, and then the uh, your next show, you went to no, you you actually. So you we have a you have a slew of shows. Two of them that are your CD release concert are your shows, and right. then you're doing some shows as, with as other support. musicians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so tell us about some of those because you just did your first one. Um, so yeah, so last night at Smalls, I played one. I played two two different gigs at Smalls back to back. So I did the ten thirty set with the Josh Evans quintet. So and that was Kushabity on drums, um, Rashawn Carter on bass, David Bryan on piano, and, and myself. And right, that was awesome. That's what's we up. Did, yeah, it, it was pretty heavy, <laughs> and you know Josh comes from that Jackie McLean lineage. So he, he's always playing in that big room and playing free, but always keeping the bebop roots. Right. But he, Josh likes to stretch out. He'll, he'll play long and he'll, he'll play hard. So yeah, I had a good ready time. ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the next, after that, we did a, I did the one, the one, the one, yeah, the 130 set with uh, Jovan Alexander. So that was a two tenor thing, but it was only one set because they did the jam session. There was um, Jonathan Barber, we call him JB on drums, um, um, Tadataka Uno mm -hmm. on piano, who actually I know very well. We and he's he's Japanese, Jap a very wonderful Japanese pianist. We played together in Japan before he moved over to the states, and he's very successful. He plays with Jimmy Cobb very often, and then um, uh, Matt Duanzik on bass. 
Yep. Very wonderful bassist. Mm-hmm. That, that, that particular set I liked very much. It was fresh. It, it was popping. The, the, those cats are, I mean, me and uh, ta, ta, Tada, we yeah. call them Tada, we're around the same age, I think. But the rhythm section, they're all young. And, and you know, it's, it's funny for me to call somebody young because I always have been the youngest or yeah. within the younger generation. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 37 now, but all the cats on the stage were like in their 20s. So right. it makes you, makes you feel like, you know, I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking no. about that before. We didn't want to say it, but... But the, yesterday, the, the speci- to go back to um, connect to Jackie McLean, mm-hmm. last night was really special because a lot of people from the hard school, from the Hartford area, came down to support. So I saw a lot of the people from the, from the Black Eyed Sally's hit at the gig last night. And they came, They sat in. We the last tune we did was Little Melanie. Mm. So we had all these Chris Allen, Alden, myself, Jovan Alexander. We we were. It was just like a chorus. Yeah, wow. right. It was Hartford took over the session. Wow. It was killing. Tabor Gable on yeah, piano, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, and then some younger cats on drums and uh, bass. It it was. I think if J Mac was still alive, he would have been proud because yeah. it was just Hartford sound all up in there. <laughs> You know, it, it felt great. Yep, and, yep. Yeah. And you have some shows coming up. You're playing tonight. I'm playing tonight. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be I'm gonna be playing at a Smoke, again, with Jovan Alexander. Yep. We're doing the 1130 set, which is going to be followed by a jam session. That has Steve Porter on bass, uh-huh. Curtis Torian on drums. Who's playing? That's tonight? That's tonight okay that's tonight yep I can't remember off the top of my head who's playing piano but if, if it comes back to me I'll, 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 I'll mention yep. it but, but yeah and then uh, tomorrow tomorrow night I'm gonna be playing at the Zinc Bar that's with the George Burton pianist George Burton yeah um, Wayne Smith Jr. on drums uh, what's what the uh the bass player is my first time playing with him, so I, I, I'm not familiar with mm. him. And then on the first, that's going to be at the Ninth Note in Stamford, Connecticut. And that's going right. to that's my gig. I, I'm, I'm going to be the leader on that gig, yes. and th- that'll be the the last of all the gigs and, right, and right. the CD release. That's July Friday. July first, yeah, yeah. Friday, Friday the first. Yep. Yeah, that's on point, man. That sounds great. So we're gonna um, take a break real quick, play another tune. Um, which tune you want to play this time? Can can I, can I give a suggestion? Sure, sure. All right. For my brother Andy. Sounds good. People need to hear that. <laughs> All right, this is for my brother Andy. I'll catch you on the other side.
back with uh, Ray McMorrin and uh, Lucas Curtis talking about the new album Ray Mac killing record um, now available truthrevolutionrecords.com it's also available on iTunes and CD Baby but come to our band camp which is our TRR store just go to our website hit the store button and um, purchase the CD purchase like 100 CDs <laughs> there and all that's where we get the biggest cut and i mean by we being the truth revolution records and the artist the artist obviously gets a extremely big cut Mm -hmm. so support the artist there um i mean you go by itunes and i think it's they take like 60 percent or something like that it's ridiculous or 40 i don't remember but um uh the best way to support the artist is buying the records at Bandcamp. and if you click the merch button um, you're going to be able to see that we have like bundles and stuff like that where you can get like three CDs for a ridiculous price wow. and more of them will be popping up there. So sign up to our Twitter. It's at Truth Revolution and our Instagram. And we're going to keep uh, putting stuff up down there in our Facebook and stuff like that. So you can um, wait for your CD to come on sale or something. And uh, we're going to continue. We were talking about 
um, basically how our brains work and how music works <laughs> and how sometimes when you get into music you can't really function in this t reality with normal people what people call no i think the normal people are the artists to be honest i think that's the way everyone is supposed to be an artist that's my own view and then um i think this really non uh, uh natural way of life which is you know this corporate world and the way people think in that way i think that's the way you're not supposed to be so when we try to relate in both sides it takes a little while for your brains to adjust especially when you get into a creative mode so we were just talking about ray and ray was like he was going he said my wife and i said wait let's let's wait for when we come on air and we'll talk about it so <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll let him continue that now yeah ba basically <laughs> i i owe a lot to my wife she's very supportive and her job is actually uh, she works for Wy Wyden and Kennedy this, it's an American company based right. out of Portland, Oregon she's a PA mm -hmm. and for those of you who don't know it's, it's a personal assistant mm -hmm. for cr creative directors so her company they make commercials for Google right. Nike um, Sapporo Beer like different things like that so she is always supporting those creative directors right. every day and you know when the, when they're doing their thing when they're in their element they're amazing but when it comes to like just regular everyday stuff they can't do anything so they need her you know mm. go get coffee or write this down book this online for me whatever and in my case you know i i, I can be such a space cadet about the most simple thing and she's always like i need to be there for you because you know you can't even tie your own shoe <laughs> you know she's like yeah you you can play saxophone but you you, you kind of suck at like regular everyday stuff so <laughs> it's, it's hilarious so she I, she's not here today she was at my gig last night but she actually wish wishes that she could be at all of them so she could just be there and do all that regular everyday stuff that I need done so I should be talking to her when we're no, talking no, business yeah <laughs> man yeah she, she's the one she, she's super on point yeah seriously good, <laughs> yeah she's great that you need her you need her that, that's mm -hmm. why you work so well together you know I mean that's that's it's hard it is hard I deal with it all the time especially when going back and forth between contract business stuff and you know doing like an album or something creative it's really hard to make that transition because there's a certain the best way to describe it is a vibration mm -hmm. there's a certain vibration that your mind goes into it's almost like it hums at a certain frequency and then you start the you know the juices as they say start flowing right mm -hmm. you start writing you start writing music or you start you know getting to that sort of thing and all of a sudden someone you know someone throws a contract in front of you and you're like I can't even read English right now. <laughs> yeah, right. So that people don't know how hard it is to keep adjusting to um, these different things because it is kind of like a different part of your brain. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different part of your brain. So I don't know. Um, yeah, what you're describing kind of is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a creative. I'm always in that mind where I feel most comfortable. Yeah. Um, and it, and it energizes me. Like, I feel like whenever I'm in that mode, it, time doesn't matter. I don't get tired. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need, you know, like a coffee or tea. I don't need any of that. But as soon as I start dealing with, you know, right, you know, 
I mean, I'm sure most of you out there listening are like this, but you start doing your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you need, uh, you know, energy drinks and all types of stuff just to get through that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, there's a reason why. It means your your brain works more comfortably at a certain frequency. It's, it's You're more energetic doing that stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean... That's what we're here doing, right? Yeah. And and Truth Revolution, just for you guys, I mean, it started by us, the artists. I mean, I probably, I wouldn't be doing it if you weren't there because um, me and Lucas, growing up playing music, we always had this mindset of, I mean, I, I don't remember who said it, but it's almost like, you know, instead of waiting for the phone call, start making phone calls. Right. right. And we just started doing our stuff in the basement of our house mm-hmm. we had the space and it was almost like why not it's there let's do it because like let's do it ray let's do it i mean it <laughs> literally came across everybody that was there um you know in in our immediate circle mm-hmm. that that was part of the insight kind of mentality kind of had that because we weren't getting paid to do what we did you know we still had homework we still had you know schoolwork, mm-hmm. but we got together and we did it you know and that's the only way to explain and and you went to Japan what year? I went two thousand. Well, the the technically the first uh, two thousand four. Okay. Yeah, and I I did a three month thing, came back, and then started living doing doing the the long haul since right. two thousand five August twenty second, August twenty third, right to be exact. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm coming upon my eleventh year now. Right, right, yeah. right. Wow, amazing. And congratulations on your family. Thank you. Um, and and hopefully some of those pictures, uh, you know, will come up on. Uh, j- join his Facebook page, by the way, for all of you. What, what's your your face? Do you have a page, or do you, is it just your personal one? I don't have a fan page. I just have just a regular. That's cool. You know, it's, it's under my name, Raymond McMorin. All right, yeah. and and that's another question that I had. Yeah. Raymond McMorn or Ray McMorn, and I was—I'm asking you this because when I'm on Instagram and I have your picture, I'm like, okay, I gotta hashtag him. So, do I hashtag him Ray McMorn or Raymond? I—I I didn't do them both, but right. Raymond, right? Yeah, uh, my Facebook page is is Raymond, and my full name is Raymond, but you know, Ray. Re- recently, <laughs> recently, it's becoming Ray. Yeah, because we all call you Ray. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I guess I'll stick with the double ha- whatever hashtag until you get an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. You don't have Instagram. I don't. Your, your wife. I, I, my wife does. I tag your she's wife. On, all she, the time. She's on top of all that stuff. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So tag his wife. What's your wife's Instagram? I don't. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like K Mac. I remember. I remember that she. She. she yeah, yeah. On Instagram, yeah, it's like that, K-Mac that, that or might like be that. it. That might be it. But she's up there. I mean, you could see all his pictures. I, I tag it. Um, hashtag uh, Ray McMorn and Raymond McMorn. So or Ray Mac. I'm just use that hashtag to find him. And um, we'll be posting a lot of his stuff on the Truth Revolution. And um, I mean, Lucas, you got something to say? Uh, you know about what's happening right now. <laughs> man, you've been talking all this time. No, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I had an energy. I'm sorry. I had an energy drink. I, I had to. I was exhausted, and I got to clean this basement. Wait, we got a podcast, and I yeah, mean, we yeah. have a. Please join us for the podcast. No, no, it's, oh. it's a Periscope performance. Like oh. we're, we're we're gonna be on Periscope live. Ray is gonna be killing it. I mean, you're not gonna get yeah, this in time. Yeah, this people. is gonna be there. But <laughs> just just in case, every not every Wednesday, but twice a month, here in the studio. Um, we go live on Periscope. And if you stick around to our Facebook page, 
Um, we're going to be announcing that. We haven't been announcing it, but we will be doing it on Twitter um, and all of our social media. So, you know, sign up for our newsletter, things like that. We're going to be announcing it. Uh, these concerts and they're basically free concerts on periscope and it ends up being a jam and it's just a great time so join up and uh follow ray um on his facebook page um he also has a, a website what's your website website is raymondmcmoran.com raymondmcmoran.com it's also in japanese as well yeah so um you'll be able to check that out and um his cd is available now ray mac pick it up pick two copies up pick five copies up um they make great presents and um if you're in japan he's gonna have a whole couple boxes with him and um we do distribute in japan physically so you'll be able to find it at um all the major stores in japan but um i mean just go to his gig and that'll probably be the cheapest way of getting uh ray's new cd and you can get a signature uh-huh. so there you go oh, <laughs> plus, double plus double yeah, plus that's right. Are you going to sign it Ray Mac? <laughs> <laughs> if they want me to sign a Ray Mac, I sure will. <laughs> All right, and go. I'll even sign it in Japanese. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go to Japan. <laughs> my signature Japanese. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we're probably going to go out with another one of Ray's tunes, but be sure to buy the record. Um, had a great time here with you, Ray. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for coming to Connecticut, I mean, to, to, to New York and Connecticut and um, bringing your project here, releasing it on Truth Revolution, um, and being pretty much part of the family for I don't know how many years. Mm. Um, so we just want to thank you. Lucas, thanks, man, for your being here at the podcast, and hopefully we can do a lot more, um, bring a lot more artists. So I think the next one we're going to do is Chris Allen. Great. Which also just right. released a record. Lucas is on this record. Yeah. There's no piano, so you know it's one of them. I, I love albums with no pianos. <laughs> so does he. <laughs> and um, we'll be back here. Join us, truthrevolutionrecords.com. Join the mailing list and all that good stuff. All right, thank you. <laughs>